When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Are you still pouting over there? Of course you are. Of course you are. Poor white boy Malcolm X, folks. We just got done binge-watching the sixth season of Riverdale on Netflix. So poor white boy Malcolm X, he has to wait a whole year for more hypersexualized AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger. And when I say hypersexualized, that kid... That strapping stud of a ginger, he was shirtless, what, at least half the time? What? Not enough? For Christmas sake, white boy Malcolm X, settle down over there. Go bang your Ronald McDonald blow-up doll if you need to. Not enough, my ass. If it was even remotely possible that he could be shirtless in a scene. And even implausibly, where you'd be like, why the hell is he shirtless? That makes no sense. Off came the shirt. Not that I suspect too many people were complaining about it. No queen was like, shirtless again? Really? This is way too much skin. I can't take it anymore. That did not happen. That show is, and don't get too triggered over there, white boy Malcolm X, but that show is dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. And this last season, it's kind of jumped the shark a bit with the whole witchcraft and superpowers and the multiverse thing. But, well, at least it's entertaining. As dumb and implausible as some of those storylines are, it's still entertaining. And by now, every millennial Gen Z kid out there listening to this podcast, I'm sure they're thinking, what the hell? Who's jumping over a shark? Why would anyone jump over a shark? This is so confusing. I'm so triggered right now. Where's my safe space? It's okay, kids. Just go to Urban Dictionary, put in jumping the shark, jump the shark. It'll make sense then. 
hopefully. And while we're on the subject of dumb and entertaining and sexualizing men, we also watched that Marky Mark Spider-Man movie. Sorry, the Mark Wahlberg and Song and Dance Man Tom Holland movie. What was the name of that stupid thing again? Uncharted. That's it. Thank you, White Boy Malcolm X. That was also dumb, but also entertaining. And of course, they had to have Tom Holland shirtless a few times. Not to be a a lecherous old queen, but not too bad. Definitely been hitting the gym. He's no Timothée Chalamet with a 10-year-old boy body. But Tom, he's got that baby face. He has the face of a 10-year-old boy. So now that I think about it, if you had Tom Holland's face and Timothée Chalamet, his body, between the two of them, you'd have a a 10-year-old boy. A real 10-year-old boy. So, so I look at that baby face and I'm like, meh, not for me. Now he's cute, don't get me wrong, but not my type. I know all you Kevin Spacey chicken hawk types out there. You love that look. Love, ah, not those Twinkie boys. So go for it. He's all yours. White boy Malcolm X, Grandma Madonna, she just had her birthday, August 16th. Guess how old she is? 70. 70? Really? You seriously think that Grandma Madonna is 70 years old? Oh, just shut up over there. She's 64. Grandma Madonna writhing around on Instagram like a spent hooker. Oops, I mean sex worker. Is another year or so from retirement age. And she should. I saw something the other day on her. She was on some Jimmy Fallon show. Talk about an unfunny, talentless hack but there's a picture of the two of them and he's on the floor on all fours and she's riding him like a horse or something. White boy Malcolm X, here's a softball for you. Who was more undignified in that? Him for letting her ride him or her for doing it? Correct, sir. Very good. All of the above is the correct answer. And I know this is a bit catty, but she's another one, like Lisa Rinna, who should sue her strip mall plastic surgeon. Her face, and I don't know if it's a bad facelift, or she went a bit overboard with those injections, whatever they inject into people, It's not Botox, but some filler. They do that to smooth out the wrinkles because she looked horrible. 
Absolutely frightening. Now I get it. Growing old sucks. The wrinkles suck. Which white boy Malcolm X, he knows that way more than I do. But at a certain point, some of them take it way too far trying to fight that losing battle. And she's one of them. But her carrying on with Fallon, you know, I first thought that when she was starting to hit the news more, doing all these undignified things, carrying on like she has, I first thought it was nothing more than a a hearty case of Madonna syndrome. Oh, look at me, look at me. I'm still relevant. But now I'm starting to think, I have an alternative theory here. And my new theory is that she's doing all this. It's got to be a better something. A couple of crafty millennial Gen Z kids in her entourage having a bet to see how far she's willing to debase herself publicly. One of them's like, Hey, Madonna. Someone said that you would never go up onto Instagram and ride around like a a totally used up sex worker. And she's like, Madonna's like, oh yeah, how's this? And so she does it. Then the other one goes to her and they're like, hey Madonna, someone said that you would never go on to Jimmy Fallon's loser show, saddle him up and ride him around the set. And of course, she's like, oh, really? Just you wait. I'll ride him like Daddy Dustin rides spoiled cat boy Tom Daly. You'll see. Now I'm just girding myself for whatever her minions think up for her to do next. Better she won't do it just to get her to do it. And two quick notes before I forget, which I will. I'm out of town next weekend. It's Mama Frost's birthday. So I have to head down to celebrate her. She's like a a millennial Gen Z kid. It's all about her. So obviously, no show next weekend. We're going to try to do something midweek before I leave. But we'll see. So if you don't hear from me, you know... I'm just being tortured by Mama Frost. And I always forget this, but if you want to get hold of me, tell me how much I suck or what a a blithering idiot I am. My email is miller at millerfrostpodcast.com. My Twitter handle is at frozenmiller and my handles on Getter and True Social, they're the same at Miller Frost, if you wanted to follow me online. I'm more on Twitter than the others, but I do occasionally post on them. I'm kind of hit and miss with all those things anyway. Just have to be in the mood for it. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News... Veteran ESPN reporter comes out as trans. At some point, you realize happiness is worth pursuing. 
ESPN basketball reporter has, at Jesus Christmas, bravely come out as trans after realizing his happiness was worth pursuing. And the transgender ESPN basketball reporter in question, that is M.A. Vopel. And that's M. period A. period Vopel. I guess the dead name, which you're not ever supposed to use, his former name is Michelle. But now he goes by M.A. Vopel, just his last name, Vopel, his initials, M.V., Mike or Michael, which I guess is the new first name. But that's one, two, three, four, five, five different names you can call him now, which I find kind of obnoxious. Five different things you can call him. Just pick one, maybe two, but you don't need five. M.A., you're an ESPN reporter for Christmas sake. Trans or not, you're not that special. But other than the uh, the five different naming options, which it's kind of silly, but other than that, no, I'm not picking on him. I mean, good for him if he's found his bliss. I actually picked this story not to make fun of him. I just, I wanted to mock Pink News, those Girls over at Pink News, for them, yet again, labeling this as brave. Another celebrity comes out in some form, and they're brave. Now, usually, it's some new gaby bursting on out of the closet. They're usually the ones that are brave. Oh, how brave he is to come out in West Hollywood. But now, coming out as transgender, that is also brave. And I would think that the safest place to come out as anything would be ESPN. Woke ESPN. Maybe Woke Disney would be marginally safer. But Woke Disney owns Woke ESPN. So I suspect it's basically the same thing. I would think over at Woke ESPN, you could come out as pretty much anything and they'd be like, oh, how wonderful. That's just great. And I bet you could come out as a golden retriever, go to their poor beleaguered HR department, already despondent, dealing with the high maintenance on-air talent over there, the BIPOC ones, screaming racism every other day. But you could go to them and you could say, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I now identify as a golden retriever. And my new name is Fido. And those beleaguered, but still indoctrinated bureaucrats over there in ESPN's HR department, they would update all their HR systems to show that. They'd send out a memo. Jerry now identifies as a golden retriever and his new name is Fido. Please do not use his dead name, Jerry, or you will be subject 
to disciplinary action up to and including termination of employment. And who knows? Maybe Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, they might even do a story on it. ESPN reporter bravely comes out as Golden Retriever. And I wouldn't laugh too hard about that. Give it a few years for the crazy to catch up to what people are willing to tolerate. Then, golden retrievers everywhere. Speaking of being transgender, though, how is this from Vice? A guide to muffing, the hidden way to finger trans women. The groundbreaking zine, well, I'll just say, effing trans women, has been an invaluable resource for trans women for nearly a decade. We'll revisit one particularly illuminating section explaining, and I am not going to read the rest of that sentence. You folks have imaginations. No need to explain any more on that particular act. Are they trolling us with this? I mean, people in general, not us in particular, but trolling whatever moron who bothers to read Vice, which I guess makes me a bit of a moron, a complete blithering idiot for reading this. Even people who work at Axios, which is a clown car of half-wit journalists, even they look down on people who work at Vice. Yes, I know that's like Kanye West looking down on Pete Davidson. But that's how journalist elitism, journalist high school works. It's like a hierarchy of snobbery. Like these pretentious douchebags around here. Oh, I went to Harvard. Oh, I went to MIT. A bunch of stupid smart people. A bunch of brain-dead automatons who only regurgitate what their hysterical leftist professors told them. But I do wonder if they're just trolling people with this. Because I saw that headline and I was like, well, my first thought was, what the blankety blank 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 is this garbage? Muffing a hidden way to finger trans women? I mean, what the hell? People need that explained to them? How to do that? Really? But with this, like I've said many times, many, many times, for one half of 1% of the population, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a news story about transgenders. All day, every day, the media, they just can't help themselves reporting on transgenders, usually about how oppressed they are, how people are mean to them, the burden of being trans, surrounded by evil cisgender hate mongers. So a story like this, to me, what this says is, you don't like trans people? You don't believe that a man can be pregnant or that a woman can have a huge slab of meat between her legs? Well then, 
How's this article for you? A handy guide to muffing. In your face, bigot. These people do not back down. You will bend the knee or else off you go with a first class ticket on a train to a re-education camp to get your mind right. From Red State, New Georgia poll is bad news for Stacey Abrams, worse for Raphael Warnock. No disrespect to you fine folks over at Red State. You do a great job over there. And I agree with you. The new poll, Warnock's numbers are certainly bad news for him. But with Stacy, I don't think they're bad news to her. Yes, it shows she's losing. But to Stacy, she wins when she loses. What happened when she lost the last time? She got to run around screaming about a stolen election. And she could do that completely unmolested by the media. When Trump says it, oh, he's a fascist. He's bad orange man. He's an evil tyrant trying to overturn an election. But Stacy, she's a hero, a beacon of democracy, a champion of civil rights. And not only does she get constant media hand jobs, but she also gets those Benjamins. Millions and millions of Benjamins. So if she loses again, oh well, more media hand jobs, and more importantly, even more Benjamins. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From the Washington Post. Yes, you need to wash your produce. Here's how. You don't need much more than cold water either. Another one where I think they're just trolling us. Jeff Bezos' pet newspaper, The Washington Post, where democracy dies in darkness. What a bunch of sanctimonious, insufferable douchebags they are over at The Washington Post, gaslighting us with that crap. Democracy dies in darkness. Trying to gaslight us into thinking that they are the bulwark protecting this great country from tyranny when they're really just a mouthpiece for hysterical leftists. And apparently, their readers are so dumb 
that they need to be told to wash their produce, which to 99% of people is like, no duh. The leftist coastal elites who read this rag, the sophisticates out there who look down on the hayseeds and rednecks in flyover country, who masturbate to editorials in the Post or New York Times, they need to be told to wash their produce after a trip to Whole Foods. Even the morons who read Axios and BuzzFeed, they know how to do that. But the stupid smart people infesting the swamp, apparently not so much. From Epicurious, How Americans Became Obsessed with Drinking Apple Cider Vinegar. The story of how health-conscious thrill-seekers started chugging vinegar from Johnny Appleseed to Katy Perry. So people are obsessed with drinking apple cider vinegar. That's now a thing. An obsession, apparently. Obsessing over nasty apple cider vinegar. And why? Why are people obsessing over drinking this garbage? Because Katy Perry is. Because Jennifer Aniston is. Because Victoria Beckham is. Because Elizabeth Hurley is. And of course, because Kim and Kourtney Kardashian are. And if I know those two dimwits, they found a way to monetize it to earn themselves some Benjamins in the process. You Gen Xers out there, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. Your mom or dad asking, if so-and-so jumped off a cliff, would you? I don't think they'd ask that to millennial Gen Z kids these days. You ask a millennial that, Susie, if Mary jumped off a cliff, would you? Susie would be like, well, if Mary was doing it on TikTok, I totally would. I'm not letting that bitch have more followers than me. That would be the answer. That or, oh, dad, that's so triggering of you to ask me something like that. I need to go to my safe space. Now, you would have thought that I would be numb to this sort of nonsense by now. People who literally structure their lives, what they like, what they do, what they wear, what they eat or drink. They're totally controlled, willingly. They totally submit to this. But they're totally controlled by, you know, what Kim and Courtney and what's the other idiot sister's name, white boy Malcolm X? Do you know what that is? I know it starts with a K because that dopey mother, Chris Jenner, Chris with a K, her brain cells don't fire enough to give her the, the mental bandwidth to name a child with anything other than a K. But do you know who the other one is? The other blithering idiot in this trio from hell? Chloe. Chloe starts with a C, you idiot. Chloe with a K? Are you serious? That mother 
is even dumber than I gave her credit for. So stupid, she spells Chloe with a K. I guess that's edgy and cool, or cool with a K, in Brentwood, or Thousand Oaks, or Malibu, whatever vapid L.A. suburb they infest. It just, it floors me, even now, even after example after example after example of people doing stupid crap like this and drinking apple cider vinegar is dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Like, goose-kent-worthy level of dumb. Like, David Hogg level of dumb. But doing stuff like this because some vapid celebrity moron you idolize is doing it. Most of these idiots people follow pick a Kardashian. They couldn't count to a hundred on their best day. But people out there hanging on to their every word with a religious fervor for all sorts of guidance. And the best I can say to that is, bless your heart, bless your heart, six ways to Sunday, if you're dumb enough to make a celebrity who doesn't even know you exist, the center of your sad little world. And good luck, God knows you need it. From Deadline, Jurassic World star Bryce Dallas Howard says she was paid so much less for Trilogy than Chris Pratt, though co-lead helped her negotiate deals on ancillary revenue. So I guess back in 2018, way back in 2018, when Fallen Kingdom came out, that's the second of the three films in the trilogy, The first was Jurassic World, and the third one, Dominion, that just came out a few months ago. But back then, back in 2018, something about pay disparities came out. How much Pratt made versus Bryce Dallas Howard. And I guess at the time, it came out that she made two million less than him, specifically 10 million for him, 8 million for her. But in a recent interview with Insider, Bryce here, she came out and was like, uh, no, he actually made a lot more than me than just the 2 million. She didn't give an amount, but Pratt here, he apparently got quite a few more piles of Benjamins than she did. And as an aside, I call him Pratt because he apparently doesn't go by Chris. He goes by Pratt or CP, his initials. And if you listen to more of my podcasts, you know that already. So if I read this correctly, white boy Malcolm X, she's a a bit butthurt that he made more Benjamins than she did. And butthurt enough that she's yapping about it. Yap, 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 yap. Even now. Is that your sentiment, sir?
Do you also think she's just a little bit butthurt over her relatively smaller pile of Benjamins compared to Pratt? Yes, that's what I thought. Now, I don't mean to be rude here, but, well, first let me say this. Bryce Dallas Howard is a very talented actress. She's very good. Now, she's a huge nepotism case, her daddy being Opie, but for a nepotism case, she's definitely come into her own. She's no Casey Affleck, that's for sure. But anyway, I have two points here. First off, when people hear you complaining that you only got $8 million to star in three Jurassic Park movies or $6 million or $4 million or however many millions she got for it, not to mention God only knows how much she got in ancillary revenue. But you want to talk about being tone deaf. How many people do you think see this? Read her complaining. I also assume she's trying to imply a bit of sexism here and then paying her less. But how many people do you think read this and thought, oh, that's so horrible. Other than the usual suspects, star effers, and D-list Hollywood people, those losers, how many people feel sorry for Bryce here? No one. That's who. She may not be Casey Affleck with the nepotism, but she's definitely acting like Chet Hanks with the poor little me, the burden of being me, that routine. Second point, Did anyone out there go to see these Jurassic Park movies because Bryce Dallas Howard was in them? Did anyone say, you know, I was kind of meh on that Jurassic Park movie, but now that I know that Bryce Dallas Howard is in it, I'm going to go see it like five times. Did anyone anywhere say anything close to that? No. People went to see dinosaurs. People went to see destruction and mayhem. People went to see 15, 20 other things before they went to see her. Now again, she's a very good, very talented actress. No argument there. But she wasn't even close to being the main draw much less in the top 10 reasons that sold tickets to those movies. They could have put any number of actresses in there instead of her, and no one would have noticed the damn difference. Sorry, Bryce. That's the reality. Like it or not, that's the reality. So, Princess, instead of being Chet Hanks' with a vagina, Chet Hanks with a hoo-hoo, attitude of gratitude. Be grateful that you get to do what a billion other people wish they could do. Be grateful even if you're only paid 
a few million dollars to do it, that you get to do what you theoretically love. And once you get over being butthurt, you have fun with that. And for our last story, folks, it's from the smoking gun. Cops. Woman made 11,000 calls to police line. Floridian. Of course it's a Floridian. 50. Busted for torrent of threats harassment this year. A Florida woman this year has made more than 11,000 harassing phone calls to a police emergency communication center, according to cops who say the defendant admitted that she loves playing this game. Well, clearly, after 11,000 calls, clearly she does. Carla Jefferson, 50, was busted Monday evening on a misdemeanor charge of placing a torrent of phone calls to the St. Petersburg Police Department and the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. A criminal complaint alleges that Jefferson, during a single 24-hour period last month, called the police department's emergency communication center 512 times. So calling 911 512 times in 24 hours in Florida That's a misdemeanor. Of course it is. Jefferson, investigators say, harasses, belittles, swears at, argues with police employees who answer her calls. The content of these phone calls are vulgar, threatening, or obscene, and contain extreme expletives, sexual innuendo, and belittling remarks to the communications staff, according to a court filing. So calling 911 512 times in 24 hours and cursing at Popo, threatening Popo, saying dirty things to Popo, insulting Popo, in Florida, that's still a misdemeanor. Of course it is. On some occasions, Jefferson has demanded that officers come to her St. Petersburg residence and arrest her. Upon arrival of cops, Jefferson retreats inside, refuses to answer the door, and has in the past given officers the middle finger and screams at them through the windows, Officer Christopher Bishop stated. And can you see that, white boy Malcolm X? This stupid chick calling 911 like this. 911, what's your emergency? Popo, you stupid blankety blank blank blank. I'm going to get you, you stupid piggy. Ma'am, you really shouldn't be saying that. Then come over here and do something about it. So Popo, poor beleaguered Popo, like they don't have enough crazy that they have to deal with being Popo in Florida. They go over to her house and she's in there, won't answer the door and stands in front of the window giving them a a Jersey City salute, and screaming at them. And I guess they're like, oh well, there's nothing we can do if she won't come out. In a bid to get Jefferson to cease calling, police officials earlier this year sent a certified letter informing her that further abuse of the non-emergency line would result in criminal charges. 
Only in Florida, this nut job calls Popo 11,000 times, cursing, threatening, and insulting them. And what do they do? Send her a letter, a certified letter, telling her to stop after 11,000 times. Talk about the patience of Job. Hey, can we send her a certified letter telling her to stop yet? Uh, no. She's only called 10,000 times. Let's just give it some more time. Jefferson, who dialed police from two separate numbers, allegedly ignored the warning. No kidding. Prompting cops to arrest her in late June on a pair of misdemeanor counts. She was released from custody after posting $400 bond. Jefferson was arrested Monday for allegedly continuing her phone harassment even after her June 30 collar. Jefferson was freed yesterday afternoon from the county jail on her own recognizance. And get this, folks. Investigators say Jefferson's 11,000-plus calls account for approximately 10% of the total call volume to the St. Petersburg Police Department non-emergency number. Jefferson's criminal history includes multiple felony and misdemeanor battery convictions and a total of six years in state prison. And no, white boy Malcolm X. I just gave you some reenactments as I read the story, so no more for you. I will say this, though. In my day, folks, you crank call 911 once, just once, Not 11,000 times, but once. They'd be at your door within 30 minutes, putting the fear of God in you about doing it again. Not today, though, and definitely not in Florida. 11,000 times for a popo to even send a stupid letter. Of course she keeps doing it. What's the downside? Barely a a light slap on the wrist. When you choose to act unserious, people will not take you seriously. So on that note, since I cannot top this blithering idiot calling Popo 11,000 times, even if Popo enabled the behavior by not slapping her down after the first one, since I cannot top that, It is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.